Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. Hope you had a good Thursday last week. I hope you have a good Thursday this week. Oh, we have such a good guest episode coming up later, but you know what it is. We got to talk about the Final Four and what has went down this week. You know, everyone was hyping up Paige Buckers versus Caitlin McCorn. Paige Buckers plays for UConn, and then Caitlin played for Iowa. They're basically one and two, a freshman in women's college basketball right now, which I didn't even think they were one and two because I definitely thought number two was Aaliyah Boston for South Carolina, but hey, I guess no one asked me, right? But the game was pretty boring. I mean, it was exciting for the first five minutes, maybe 15, but as you know, UConn ran away with it as the game went on, but everyone had a great game, especially Kristen Williams, because, you know, she was like, I'm the senior, I'm the elder here, y'all are talking about these children, and I'm going to show up and tell y'all what's going on and how it's going to happen. So big props to her. She had an amazing game. I personally think that the best game of the weekend, men's or women's, was Baylor versus UConn. I mean, now last week, I know I said the last game was UCF versus Washington State, but I just, I don't think the men are really putting on good games, you know, when it comes down to the stretch and having a full 40 minutes of entertaining basketball. The men just aren't doing it right now. Like, it's like the last two minutes or during the mid part of the game they're doing it, but it's not working for me. Maybe they'll catch up in the Final Four, but Baylor versus UConn was too good to me to be in a to be in a elite eight game. I mean, I feel like that game should definitely been a final four game or a national championship game because I said that they did UConn dirty and putting them on the side of the bracket with basically all the heavy hitters. And then you give teams like, honestly, NC State had no business losing that early in the championship because they had the easiest bracket out of everyone else. But no one wants to sit here and talk about that. But that game was so good. It like made the most watch hours ever in women's history it like changed the like record for most people who ever watched it so shout out to those ladies and Baylor did a great job now did they end up losing yes was that a foul yes but they were also on the wrong end of a 19-0 run going from the third quarter to the fourth that's all I gotta say like you want to get those calls but like also you're playing against UConn like they're the face of women's basketball right now which I say right now, but they've pretty much always been the face of women's basketball ever since, you know, Tennessee kind of went down. And so you got to you sometimes you got to play against the refs. Sometimes you got to play against the other team and the refs, and it just didn't work out for them. But hey, they had a good game. They had an even better season. And shout out to Dee Dee Richards for everyone who knows, you know, she had that comeback injury from hurting her spinal cord in the beginning of the season. She came back 38 days later. And got her team to an elite eight. So that's a great accomplishment. And to all those women also in Baylor's team who put on a great game. And it was a great fight. I, again, that game was way too good to be an elite eight game. Should have been a final four. But rounding out the women's final four was UConn, Arizona, Stanford, and South Carolina. And South Carolina and Arizona are also coached by two black women. And they also played in the WNBA. And it'll be the first time that two black women will be coaching in the Final Four together. So shout out to those coaches. And I can't wait to see what will what Friday will bring. Their um, Final Four is on Friday. So also known as tomorrow. And 
their championship will be on Sunday. So make sure y'all are tuned in for that because it is going to be some good basketball. You got UConn going up against Arizona and you got Stanford going up against South Carolina. And the South Carolina Stanford game is definitely going to be a battle of the bigs. It is going to be just a whole lot of inside the paint, running amok, creating havoc, and it's it's going to be one to watch. Now over to the men's side, you know, UCLA came out and they did it. They went from the first four to the final four, and they're only the second team ever to do that in the men's tournament history. So major props to them, but Michigan lost that game because they went down the stretch. They were missing some wide open shots. Like at the end when they missed that layup, I was like, come on now. It's like, I know it's a layup and I probably couldn't make it in the tough stages, but like you do this stuff every day. Like you really got to make that kind of stuff to make it into the final four, especially in a crazy year like this. But UCLA is a great basketball team and I may be jinxing them by saying this, but like I'm all in on UCLA. Now, do I have Baylor winning this? Absolutely. But I want UCLA to make it to the national championship. If they even win it, like, that'll be – you always go down in history for winning a national championship, of course. But that's the kind of stuff they write movies about. You know, how Virginia got their little behind-the-scenes, how we went from losing to a 16 scene to winning a national championship. That's the kind of stuff I would personally like to see, the UCLA story of the 2020-2021 season. That would be cool. But anyway – And you have Gonzaga, Baylor, and Houston to round out the rest of your Final Four. I expected Gonzaga to make it this far. They had a pretty easy bracket. I don't think they really played anyone that competitive. USC, they tried their best. I do got to give it to them. They tried their best, but it just wasn't enough. And Baylor, they're Baylor. I mean, they go out there, they take care of business, and they leave nothing else to be, you know, decided. They... Decide the tempo of the game, decide how it's going to work, and I think Houston can really give them a, really give them a tough battle. But I still got Baylor making it all the way and winning the whole thing. But again, probably jinxing them because you know how that works over here. But guess we'll see. Now, I do have to mention our gals from Athletes Eliminate volleyball. They wrapped up on Monday, and it's been a great season. If you weren't watching, I mean, I told you about every other week that you should have been watching, but hey. Jordan Lawson, she was the overall champion. Betty De La Cruz, she came in at second. Brie King, and then Ari Cruz to round out the top four. Amazing. You had Valez, who won the Defensive Specialist of the Year, and it was such a great season. You mean, you know, this was the first ever professional women's volleyball league in America and they not only put it on and did a great job it was great tv but it was well rounded you had people from different kind of levels people who were all around great volleyball players and to be able to see that for five weeks straight on national television on streaming services it was great to see, and they've already announced that they're doing a second season come spring 2022, and I couldn't be more excited. Lacrosse is coming up in July, and if you're listening this far, y'all remember Narissa Myers from the softball season? She's going to be the next guest on the podcast, so make sure you're subscribed because uh, it's coming in a few weeks, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear it, but... Let's go ahead and get into it with Kevin 
We're talking about baseball. We're talking about how good or not good and how it can be boring and all that good stuff in his journey playing baseball. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen to it. On this week's episode, we have a guest. You know, I think he's now going to be qualified as our resident baseballer because we don't we don't cover that much on this podcast. But he played baseball for a really long time. He went to Wake Tech, and now he's at Campbell, living his life, doing some big kid stuff. Everybody, say hey to Kevin. Hello, 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 hello. It's good to be here. Thank you for being here, Kevin. Can you just you know tell us how you started playing baseball? Okay, well, a little bit uh, about my baseball career. I started when I was five years old, actually. Uh, me and my brother, that's something that we always uh, loved to do. We, uh, When we were younger, we uh, always in the yard and whatnot. We had those little blown-up bats and the little ball, plastic foam balls. And we just kind of got started from there. And uh, in Winterville, they had a nice little uh, youth program that we started in. And, yeah, that kind of – that was it. And I've been, I did it for 15 years, so uh, I've, I've loved it. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm done. But we can get more into that later on if you want to. But Would you would you say it was like a love at first sight thing? You were like, oh, this is this is it for me. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a smart man's game, you know. It's more of a laid back, you know. I'm not a big guy myself. So, you know, being small, about 5'7", that's where I'm, you know, I think that's where I'm peeking out height-wise, which is unfortunate. But uh, that's – I was able to play a game and have some success and not be, you know, over-athletic. I could just kind of fit in and be whatever size. And so that's why, you know, I fell in love with it, you know, just having the, the mental side, you know, and it kind of helped me out not being, you know, the, the biggest guy on the field. So, yeah. that That's nice. You know, every, there's a spot for everyone in sports. I feel right. like when you think of an athlete, you think like seven feet, 250 <laughs> pounds, you know, you can run somebody over. But there's a spot for us, you know, differently – hide it people out there in the world yeah yeah high challenge is what i like to say high challenge that's yeah. that's it right there you know yeah. so did you try out any other sports you know did you try to play basketball football soccer uh, i try to play uh basketball at middle school i'm not sure i think you went to aj cox as well yeah yeah so yeah you know uh i uh <laughs> i ran i was down that path for two years seventh eighth grade year we I think out of the two years, I think we lost one game, but I wasn't a big part of that. I was just there for moral support. Uh, yeah, you know, the Jaziers of the world, the Shaquins and the Cameron Andrews and Josh Carlson's, they all came through that program while I was there. So I was just kind of there, you know, make sure they got their reps in practice. And, you know, I was there on game day to look good. Practice players are more important than the stars in yeah. most cases. Because, like, who are they going to practice against exactly. if we're not there? Who are they going to practice against? Thank you. That's somebody to understand. Going back to baseball, you mentioned that, you know, your career is over, mm-hmm. which it happens to everyone. You know, we can't play forever. Exactly. And so before, you know, you ended your career, you went to Wake Tech. Why yeah. was Wake Tech the spot for you? What made you decide, you know, let's do that path? Uh, well, it wasn't for academics. I would like to make that clear. I mean, I know, you know, community college has a negative stigma behind it, which, uh, you know, I would like to clear up by any means. You know, it's a lot of great people that I met at Wake Tech, and it wasn't because of their grades or sometimes it was a financial situation. Sometimes it was just, you know, honestly, a better spot for, you know, your two years of undergrad, you know, and spending less money in that regard. But uh, how I was drawn to Wake Tech was, you know, I was just trying to keep my baseball career alive. I had a couple of options out of high school that I really didn't like. And, uh, Wake Tech was an opportunity to kind of bet on myself, if I, we like to call it like that, say like that, excuse me, and uh, just kind of open the recruitment back up and play at the junior college level. And we did have some opportunities after the last year, but the pandemic and the nature of it, um, 
the places, like I said, you know, and it was kind of the same thing out of high school. They, they weren't what we wanted financially. And, uh, and I didn't, I didn't see myself getting the degree that I wanted. So we had to make the, you know, it was a tough decision it really was to just say, okay, you know, let's just put school ahead of baseball for once. And that ultimately ended up being the end of our career. But, uh, I, I enjoyed my time at Wake Tech. I really did. I have some interesting stories, some very interesting stories about two years. They were not normal by any means. But, uh, yes, my junior college experience was fun, and I was glad that I did make that choice. Some of the best years of my life were last couple of years, I will say. That's so amazing to hear, especially because, you know, big fans of Last Chance you over here. We love a good – we love yeah. a good sob story, you know, yeah. come back, rise from the phoenix, the dust yeah. kind of stuff over here. Yeah. And you said you got some good stories. I mean, podcasts, we're all talking about just talking. So yeah. can you give us a few? Oh, yes, I would love to. Um, I, I'm, I love the story. Well, I don't love the story, but it's an interesting one. Um, my freshman year, actually, a very difficult year. They are uh, a baseball team, a college baseball team, they use a whole 40 guys. And uh, my, our initial meeting with that team, there were 85 young men in that meeting. I'm just going to let you know that. And, and all of those guys were supposed to be a part of the baseball team, which was very daunting coming in. Because, you know, first of all, only nine positions on the field. And then you got 40 guys on the roster. You're like, where are all these guys going to go? So then that's when, you know, reality hit that this is a business now. And uh, Wake Tech does things a little differently than other schools. But that's that was my first experience, which was kind of negative. But um, – I, me and Chris end up, you know, avoiding being red shirted. We were on the roster uh, come the fall. I mean, the spring, excuse me. Uh, we, we played, I played a substantial amount, which was great. And Chris got in the last part of the season. But my story uh, starts where we were, we were great. I think we were 29 or I can't remember our record, but we were ranked high in, in the Jinko rankings for Division Two. And uh, we had an incident where we went to uh, Virginia. It's a school called Patrick Henry. It's not too far of the over the state line so we're in uh, Virginia and uh, we're staying in Greensboro so we made that little 40 minute trip over from Greensboro that night and um we just played a tough series with a team that was really chirpy and uh we had a couple guys get ejected and one of our series games and whatnot and um, on the way uh back from it we had lost a series only won one game lost two uh we had a coach who decided with a group of players he's to uh take a uh a dab pin. I know I'm probably familiar with what that is. And uh, just hit that, smoked that on the bus with about four or five of our pitchers. We had two buses, pitchers and position players. He was the pitching coach. I'm not going to mention any names, but this story has gotten out there, so I don't feel afraid to share it. Yeah. Um, and he smoked it. He was smoking it on the back of the bus with those guys. And when our hitting coach was driving that bus, he texts he texts our uh, head coach excuse me which the bus I was on and said that he smelled something in the back and all that came out we get back to uh campus and 9 p.m at night 9 9 30 we're running in the parking lot back and forth until somebody comes up and tells them who had the dab pin all that went down and the pitchers know that the coach was involved yeah, yeah. so they're upset they're running for no reason well not running for no reason but they're they feel like somebody else is responsible so we're running. We ran for a good 30 minutes to an hour. And finally, our ace comes up to our – he looks dead in our pitching coach's eyes and says, if you're the man that you say you are, uh, you need to come forward. And um, right then and there, my head coach knew something was up. And he said, you were a part of this too. He storms off. Team in just rammed, like run, I don't know the words, but just shattered right there. We had uh, seven pitchers uh, – 
get to, just get dismissed, excuse me. And our head coach was dismissed without pay, pay leave, nothing like that. He was done. Uh, we had a lot of investigative stuff that had to happen. Um, we, it was a lot of, it was, I think about two or three weeks of practices after that event happened that we showed up to the field without a coach because of different circumstances and they having to answer questions and whatnot. So that was interesting in our season. Really, we didn't really have a chance after that. So that was my first experience in college with baseball was an experience like that. And at all the things that happened that year, that was just a cherry on top. I mean to tell you, it was crazy. Uh, You're so, like, why in the world did I pick this place? Like, what yeah. did I go do wrong? Yeah, it's, it was the people, quite honestly. Uh, the the people I had, I met great friends, but it was the people in charge, the leadership that really, I would say, were in the right place. We had one guy that the pitching coach, he was not, he was not, he was still young, immature, and he made a terrible decision, as you can see. And that, you know, we all suffered for it, and that was at our expense. So, yeah, yeah. would you say when you, um, we're like looking at community college since you want to keep your baseball career going. Would you say you were looking more at the coaches? Did they like bring in new coaches or kind of how was that? Uh, well, uh, Wake Tech coaches, they reached out to us. We, we always play a game. South Central always played a game in uh, Fuquay. And he saw us that night. It was a, you know, crazy game on their senior night. And yeah, we, we had a great game, Chris and I. And that's the first time he saw us and reached out. And I actually had a connection with him through a, a showcase organization that I played with. And so it ended up working out in that regard. And I never really had any um, connections with uh, Coach Easton at Pitt and uh, uh, Brunswick Community College. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. But yeah, so that's why I ended up going there. It wasn't really uh, any other kind of outside reasoning behind it. I didn't really do as much research as I probably should have knowing that yeah. guy. I wish I would have picked that up before I went. But it ended up being the best choice of my life, quite honestly. I did not regret it one bit. That's so, yeah. so nice to hear because, you know, one experience leads to another, leads to another, and yeah. let us right here to talk to each other. So, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, so baseball, they have some interesting positions that if you listen to the podcast before, I've, I've been like a, I would say a backseat baseball fan. Like I come in when it's like interesting, but yeah. like nine out of 10, I'm not there. Yeah, and, and so like, during the World Series, I feel like, especially because everyone was home, you know, they were like, oh, let's let's check out baseball. It's like one of the three things on TV. That's exactly. not a rerun. So would you say, like, what are some things that you would tell, you know, a casual baseball fan, like the people probably listening to this, or there could be some hardcores out there of things that they should get into baseball because this is going up. It's opening day. College baseball is starting it up. Give them give us your best watch baseball. Go out to a baseball game pitch. Well, you kind of got to take in the whole experience. Like, I know it's a three-hour game. It's long, and it's a lot of things that are going on that people just don't understand. I understand that because it's, it's a complex game. I, I do – I will say that. And it's not interesting at times. I even say that myself. Um, but I think that's the whole kind of environment, I would say, the experience that you have when going to a baseball game is what you should look out for. Um I wouldn't necessarily say that for a casual person who doesn't know much a lot about baseball that you need to be locked into every pitch because it's just not going to happen. I mean, I coach baseball on the weekends with 14 and 15 year olds and I, I find myself drifting in thought another direction a lot and it's, it's just not going to happen. I played a game 15 years and I'm used to the slow moments and whatnot, but I'm just saying just kind of take it for what it is. You know, you um, you're gonna have some slow games. You're going to have some fast games. 
but you know just kind of the the popcorn the hot dogs just being in an environment where you know everybody's just there for one reason and there's a lot of other things going on in ballparks and stuff in between innings and whatnot but just those little things just enjoying it the smells the sounds those are the things that i i just recommend that you kind of enjoy and i know everybody likes action so just be looking out you never know five ball might be hitting your direction uh, ball might go out of park you know coach might get ejected those are things <laughs> those are very very exciting things that can happen i've seen them happen plenty of times so those are things i would say look out for i can't really make it more exciting than it is you got to have a kind of i was i was kind of an innate kind of you know love for it that i've had so that's why i will say what i say but i can't really make a story of a vouch for someone else that doesn't really love it so yeah can you tell us like what made you be like i love baseball or i just like sports in general you know yeah i, I will say uh from the sports like in general standpoint, I just love competition. I love, you know, seeing guys put it all on the line, if that makes sense. I've had teammates and I'm even myself just, you know, work really hard for something and, you know, doing it together with a team. I don't, I'm, re I'm really sp speaking about team sports as well because, I mean, I'm not sure about tennis or golf, but it, it doesn't mean, I don't think it means as much if you're doing with other people trying to, you know, reach a shared goal. Um, I would say just the competition aspect of it, though, just, guys pulling in the right direction and firing on all cylinders, those things that, that, that really, I love seeing that, you know, just people coming together from different backgrounds, I will say too, that is always a great experience. I've experienced that myself. And uh, just from a baseball standpoint, uh, it's taken me places that I wouldn't have gone if I didn't have baseball. I've been to four foreign countries and, uh, and Europe, uh, and I wouldn't have gone without, you know, my faith and baseball. So I would, I attribute that to, to the game and, it takes you places that you would never see. And I've played in almost all the uh, ballparks and the college ballparks in the state of North Carolina. And I don't think I would ever have that experience if I didn't play baseball. So, I mean, it takes you places, you meet incredible people. So that's, that's why, I, that's why I fell in love with it quite honestly. That's a great answer. I mean, they should put that in like the baseball dictionary and then like, <laughs> if you don't want to go play baseball after this, then obviously we don't know what to tell you. Like, Yeah, there you go. There you go. I agree. I agree. It's uh, it's more to it than just a, a boring game, I promise. I mean, it, it was like the first like America's game. And I mean, obviously people have moved on past that to mirror of more exciting sports, if that's your vibe. Yeah, no. but, but baseball does have a case. You know, they... um. There's some wolves, of course, but when that, I feel like that's what makes the like action packed moments better because yeah. you're like, I sat here for two hours and now like all this craziness is happening. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, maybe the next two hours won't be that bad. Exactly. exactly. No, I, that's a great point you make there. Yes, you're exactly right. There are some wolves, but there's also exciting moments. It's, it's kind of like the give and take thing, like, like oh, I'm going to give you this one good play so then you can stay here for another five hours just hoping you yeah. won't miss the next one. Yeah, that's the worst part is you've been sitting there for a couple hours and you turn your head and something just happened. And you're like, wow, what happened? And you just, you're at a place that don't have instant replay. That is awful. So bad. You got to listen to somebody tell you about it and you just missed it and you were there. Oh, I've been there. I don't want to do that. <laughs> awful just completely awful yeah, yeah. I um your sophomore season was yeah. obviously cut by Miss Rona yeah. and could you like tell us how you know you were told how your team reacted like all that situation uh well I remember the dates very vividly uh, on March 13th was when we were told by um just as a student body that our classes will be moved online I think that's the case for most people it was a Friday so it's Friday 13th I'll never forget that I had to take a 50-minute test that day 
that took way longer than 50 minutes, but um, it should have. But um, we had just came off of a midweek game earlier that week where we played uh, a team from Ohio, no, Pennsylvania, from Lackawanna County. We played two games, a Tuesday and a Wednesday game, and our AD comes up to us after we lost. We, we're having, we were struggling. I think we lost our last seven or eight games. So, yeah, that's not, that's not important as well. But he came up to us and said, I hope you guys are doing well. And we're like, this guy, no, we're not doing well. And he said, uh, the series this weekend, we're supposed to go down to Fayetteville Tech, which is in Fayetteville. And he said, it's been moved to Raleigh, which we now have a home game because of, or excuse me, we're supposed to have a home game against Fayetteville Tech. And it got moved to Fayetteville because Wake County was really big on, okay, we're not, you know, going, we were the first ones to shut things down and whatnot. So we were like, okay, just play a away game. We get told later, I can't, I can't remember what day this was actually, that, our season got, you know, kind of cut, but we have to wait until April 6th to kind of restart everything. So we had like two weeks where we can just say, you know, kind of stay in shape and whatnot, but you wouldn't be playing any games. I went home and I had a dentist appointment. I'm sitting in the dentist. I'm just chilling and I'm laying down and they're poking at my teeth and I get a message on my watch. It says that our baseball season has been cut. So you imagine how I felt in that regard. And I didn't know that that weekend or that week, excuse me, I have my last at bat ever in baseball. So that's more of a personal thing, but you just never know when it's your last time with anything. So I would say, take that for, you know, whatever that would mean for you and your last time doing whatever, but that's how I was told, which was awful, but that's how it was. But, you know, yeah. you know, most people, they hate going to the dentist and now every time you go to the dentist, you're going to remember that. Exactly. <laughs> That, yeah. That's even worse. Now you have another reason. You can be like everyone else and be like, oh my God, I'm never going to the dentist again. Some bad news, right? Yeah, that was gonna, bad. Like, that's awful to know. And I mean, you know, being told that, you know, that's the way how your season's going to end. And I yeah. mean, you didn't know that was necessarily going to be the end. It just kind of what happened to it. Yeah. Like, how did you come around to... I'm not going to like assume you're in any depression of a state or anything like that, but it had to be hard. It had to be a hard realization. You've played this game since you were five years old. How did you go through those emotions and you go through that process of being like, okay, I'm fine with this. This part of my life is over. Now I'm moving on to something different. Yeah, it, it's tough. It, it, that's a great question. I, I appreciate you for asking. Um, I will say I, baseball has been a huge part of my identity. I will say that that's, that's what people don't get is, you know, people say, oh, you invest in time and whatnot, and that means a certain thing. But when it's a part of who you are, that's that's a little bit different. And when that's, you know, kind of moved to the side, that's – or taken out of the picture completely, that's difficult. But um, I was trying to figure out what was next, quite honest. Um, we were – I had my associate's degree. I, I was finishing my associate's that semester, and um, it was no need to waste money and go back to wait tech and plus go for a third year and you, you can't work on a, a four-year degree at wait tech it's just you can get credits but it's only a certain amount that transfers so that was not an option my mom was not allowing that to happen either so it was about trying to get recruited and we had options that just like i told you didn't we didn't this reason why we didn't go to those places for a reason but when we found out that it was our last time our last about we we're at south central where it kind of our peak days of, of baseball I love that time we were exactly come full circle it's, it's funny how that works we're, we're hitting and we all this is something we always used to do during the season on Sundays we'll go hit uh when we're at South Central that's part of our routine and Chris and I we, we kind of felt a burden to go out there to keep working and try to keep in shape and and do those things for our next opportunity and we we were hitting off the tee and we weren't really taking it seriously we looked 
at each other and we're like man what are we even doing out here and then when it, it hit us that, that that was it you know that's the end of that part of our lives and and we it was tough don't get me wrong because I mean I used to plan my days around baseball I used to plan how I would you know do school around baseball and all of it at one second not one second but slowly deteriorating just gone so that was tough and mentally I was fine but it was just what do you do at that time so I've that's that's been a, something a challenge that I've had to deal with this fall that's that's kind of cool and not cool obviously because we yeah. but you know like the way how you had like a big full circle moment because yeah. like that's that's like your high school memories you know like when everyone's talking about when they're like five years old I hit the grand slam in yeah. the world series and stuff yeah. like that and you get to go back to kind of where you had your quote-unquote glory days yeah. and that's kind of where you had that realization of like I don't want to be here. So yeah. why am I here? Why am I trying to keep this dream yeah. alive? Mm-hmm. Who am I trying to keep it alive for? You know, Great point. and yeah. you know, obviously that wasn't an easy decision, but when you kind of was like, okay, this is it. How did you come about, you know, Campbell and where you are now and where you're going next? Well, honestly, uh, my faith, uh, I didn't have any indication of where I was going to go next. I knew it was school. Um, we were actually going to take a gap year, Chris and I, and just work for a year and wait to, because the deadlines for places like Chapel Hill were gone. Dude, I was going to apply to those places. I had my grades were great. Uh, I could easily applied and, you know, started my senior you know, year with a gap year and, and, and went to school at those places. I, that's what I wanted to do. And I did some praying and I did some research as well. And uh, I was kind of found Campbell. I was like, wow, you know, and, I really didn't know too much about Bowie's Creek. My girlfriend lives in this county, actually, so it's, she's not too far from here. So I, I knew about it. Um, but for me, it was what will I do? It's not particularly the place because it's some great schools out there that you can go get a degree in uh, neoclassicism, uh, you know, painting or something like that, but you can't do anything with it. You can go to Duke and do that, but what are you going to do afterwards? So that was kind of my... Uh, thing what am I going to do and I, I found my major that I'm in now which is I'm not going to get into all of it because it's kind of complicated but it's just basically finance but it's not labeled that and I was like this is something I can do I saw the job outlook and and their placement and their reputation and whatnot and I was like this is the place I wanted to go and Chris kind of saw the same thing and uh, that's how kind of how we ended up at Campbell I mean quiet place Christian community it was perfect for us and we've enjoyed it one, like I said one of the better decisions I've ever made I will say easily that's so fun to know that, you know, you had something else and you weren't, you know, just kind of taking on this burden and letting a pandemic or not getting the recruits you want stop you from going about your life. Because I feel like that happens very often. And not only just in the sports realm, but you have an idea, you have a plan for what you have, what you think you're going to come next. And then you kind of like stop your whole entire life because that's not what happened and even though you were going to take the gap year and you kind of felt it out you know for you it was God or for someone else who might not be in that religion they were also able to find that so if you're out there and you're listening to this and you feel like you're going through you know here's your sign if you needed a sign Kevin Mills is your sign here on Horse Sports Convo today yes 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 thank you I appreciate that thank you would you say that you would give baseball a try, like with your finances, you said you were coaching. How did you get into coaching? Did you see yourself coaching? I know that's a lot of questions. You no, that's okay. Um, 
I actually started coaching a couple summers ago, so I was 18 when I started. So I'm 20 now, and I turned 21 this year. I just say that for a reason because you know 21 is a big day. But um, uh, I, I was already coaching. I've already been asked to come back and kind of invest in some of the programs that uh, you know, that gave me so much. And so I've already you know been asked to do that. And last summer during the pandemic, I, me and Chris had our own. Or Chris and I, to be grammatically correct, we had our own team. So that was the first time I had a group of kids to my own that I didn't have supervision. And that was that was a very fun opportunity. And I got to invest in them solely, me and Chris and and Chris and I, Lord. But uh and that was just yeah, those are great opportunities. That's why I love coaching and that's how we got started. And it's with the same people that, you know, coached me and I'm in with that same organization. And I, I did a couple of weeks weekends ago and I'm, I'll do it again this summer. So um during the weekend. So yeah, that's my coaching experience kind of really in a nutshell, but uh, I don't think I would go back. I, I really wish I would, I was playing. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't regret my decision, but there are nights I'll go, I live two minutes from the baseball field and I just drive down there and kind of watch practice and see how those guys uh, do what they do at a D one level. And just kind of, you know, enjoy it for what it is. I don't dwell on it by any means because I know this is quite honestly, guys playing for me and I'm not, regretting that decision by any means or his 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 will i'm not going against that i'm just you know times were times and i wish i was back with some of my boys i do miss them but you know i don't feel like baseball is in the picture anymore i just i don't think i'm there i'm in shape but i'm not there that makes sense yeah you're in not baseball shape i feel like prime every day like muscle memory is one thing but because i know if i went out there to play volleyball shark again i would get my butt shown up by those 12 year olds like (laughs) Like they would, they would be doing like the most simplest things, and I'd be like, "Okay, time to yeah. go home." Yeah. As an athlete, you know, which is great. So I'm glad you can relate to that. So yeah, uh-huh. you understand that you know some things that you can't just pick up, you can't stop it, and then come back and be good as good as you were. So. No way, and I mean, never played a day of baseball or anything like that. But would you say, what what would you say was like your like thing? Like what made you special in baseball? Um. Greediness, I will say. Uh, being a small guy, you know, I I made an effort that I wanted people to know that I was there. Um, I I, ne- I beat you to my spot, and that's one thing that you see if you don't if you see guys jogging off on the field. Professionals do that, but I didn't really take that. I wanted to make sure I busted my butt on and off the field. Um, at the plate, I battled. I know it's a it's a, that's a different concept, but um, and I laid out for everything. You know, don't rain or shine. I, I tried to lay out for everything, even if it was absurd. I, I just, you know, try to make my presence known and try to, to give to my team the best I could. That was what I was known as. I wasn't going to be the guy that, you know, hit the ball out or, you know, or did something crazy. But any way I could to kind of help my team win, that's kind of what my thing was. I was just trying, always there and I was loud. You could hear me. And uh, so that was that was my thing, I will say. Um, and it's carry over when every team that I played on. So that was my thing I view to kind of define that, if that makes sense. That's a good thing to have. You know, it's it's the, I would say, like, the heartbeat of the team because everyone, you know, the arms and the legs are the people who can, like, score the big points, like, get yeah. the crowd going. But you're the person that gets the team going. Exactly. And if, you know, your team is having an awful time, then the person is never going to be able to go out there and score the – yeah. home run or whatever it takes to get the crowd going so everyone needs a Kevin you said you're coaching and your coaching is what kind of what you kind of learned from your coaching would you say that was one thing that really pulled you to that because you knew the relationships you had with your coach and you wanted to kind of give that back to kids in a way 
great, great point. Great point. I, I, I view it as an investment. My coach has invested in me and I wanted to give that back and invest in other kids with the experience and knowledge that I do have. I don't, I don't pretend to know a lot, but uh, I try to, you know, give what I can, just little, you know, nuggets of the game and teach them how to play the game the right way. I'm not going to teach a kid to hit home runs, but if, as long as they know how to play the game the right way, I'll be satisfied with my job and think that I've done my, you know, perform my duty. Um, so, yeah, that's always a fun thing. And doing with my brother as well, we, we learn a lot from each other, and it's a good combination. I believe if I was by myself, it wouldn't be as fun and the kids wouldn't be as receptive. But uh, they, you know, that, that's what I, you know, take from coaching is, yes, I have, I've had some great coaches in my day. And um, Coach Langston, Coach McCray, you know Coach McCray, uh, and uh, a few others when I was younger that, you know, they, I, I can mention by name, but yes, that I, I've had great, I had great experiences with those people. And I just kind of want to be that same type of person, role model and whatever to, to the 14 and 15 year olds I coach. So yes, great question. Great coach, Kevin Mills. He's coming to change all the kids' lives. Yeah. <laughs> one, yeah. one baseball player at a time, Kevin Mills will come in, change your life and make you a confident baseball player. Yeah, but exactly. exactly. We might not get it right, but you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. We gave Chris his shout out mentioned everywhere else, but you know, let's give him a full big shout out. Um, tell everyone about Chris. Who is he? If you don't know, I don't know how you haven't figured it out by now. Yeah. Chris is uh, my brother. He's the other half. Um, he is the less significant other. Uh, I'm just messing. Uh, yeah, it's my brother. Um, love him to death. Two minutes, two minutes older than me. Uh, tries to boss me around. Uh, he's uh, he cares about what he does though, and he's a competitor. And he's I wouldn't be who I am without him. So I will say that. I mean, I don't want all this to go to his head. And me saying this because it will. It would just blow up. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the picture I posted on on my story last night. How big his head was when we were like five. But that's that's what I'm talking about. And uh, so, yeah, great person. Uh, he's doing, he's at, he's working right now in the library, which is, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, great person all around, man. I, I I don't have anything but good things to say about him. He's, uh, I mean, I do have some bad things to say about him because I live with him. But other than that, great person, if you don't know him. Shout out to Chris. And um, usually with all my guests, you wrap up with this little, I say this, you say that. So here we go. First word, baseball. First thing that comes to your mind. Uh, travel. Travel. Why travel? I did too much of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where did you go? I see you went to Spain, Sweden. Yeah. Uh, Germany and the Czech Republic were, I've been to a couple more countries than that, but that being in the airport doesn't count, they say. So, but yes, those four countries were the ones I played and stayed in for at least 24 hours. Shout out to international travel. Wish we could do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, crawl. Dad Stadium. Hickory. Yeah. Uh, tell everybody about Hickory if you don't know it. How do you know that? How do I know what? Crawl Dad Stadium. What do you how do you know where that is? Because I know how to use the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hickory. <laughs> ah, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You did some okay. research. Okay, but... so the purpose of this portion is. Uh -huh that I give you a word, you tell us a story. You see, this is a talking podcast. We're going to like talk to each other. Okay. Okay. That was a, as opposed to my Instagram when I met Crawl Dad Stadium. I'm not sure if that's where you got from, but that's very smart. You're, I see you're, uh, you're a forward thinker. That's great, Ashley. Good stuff. Um, I have a picture on my Instagram. It's called Doish Not Douche. That's the, that's the caption. I remember that. So it's one of my buddies. He plays at UNCW, uh, has a great story to tell, has a great testimony. 
Um, his name's Trey Doish, not Douche. So yeah, that was a cool night. We had a guy come speak to us and uh, he pitched and yeah, it was a great memory, long night. I, I think I ran and I played right field that night and ran to their little wall out there. I don't know what it was made of, but it felt like brick. That's all I'm gonna say. And the last word is fraternal. Oh, good gracious. <sighs> you don't understand how often I have to explain this to people. But my brother, I poor, that's the word I'll say. I mean, that's what I think of. I mean, people argue with me all the time. Oh, y'all are identical, but it has nothing to do with how you look. That's just not, that's how, I think it's the uh, placenta and the, the amount of, if it's a separate egg or if it's two or one, I can't explain it, but it's not, it's not fraternal or fraternal, not identical. We don't look anything <laughs> Uh, yeah, they don't think they look anything alike. Once you know them, you can obviously tell they don't look anything alike. But if you're watching the video portion, you can obviously see that yeah. arguably they look alike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you for coming up here, uh, Kevin. This has been so much fun. You saw I almost called you. Chris. Yeah, that's, I thought that's okay. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to pretend that like that didn't happen. Okay, yeah. try it again. Thank you so much, Kevin, for coming up here. It's been so much fun. Tell everybody where they can find you, what's coming up next. Oh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, great questions, and I enjoy this. I appreciate you for reaching out. Um, where you can find me, I'm at Campbell University. I'm at your reference desk. If you ever need any help with an assignment, paper, or whatnot, stop by Bowie's Creek. It's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you can come find me. Um, what's next? Uh, I have an internship coming up this summer in North Raleigh at First Citizens Bank. Let me do your banking needs and whatnot. So yes, that's next. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a next semester. I'll start my graduate school program. So yeah. Instagram no, handle, if they want to find you. Uh, Instagram is Kevin M. Mills. Uh, if you want my personal number, you have to reach out. I'd be glad to help, share my testimony, whatever you want. Um, but yeah, I'm here if any, anybody needs anything. Yeah, all that would be in the description below. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Thank you. That is going to be it for this week's episode. Make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you decide to listen to your podcast at. Head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Convo to stay up to date on all things Her Sports Convo. Head on over to YouTube and follow the YouTube channel as well because that is where the guest episodes will be if you want to see them, you know. Make sure to give the video a thumbs up. Comment down below. They will be up every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you can figure out your other times if you're in between. I'll be posting new YouTube videos every Monday starting technically the Monday that's coming up, and I'm excited. They'll be about different things. They won't just be podcast episodes that are coming up every other week, so make sure you're subscribed because you're really going to like them and I can't wait to, you know, give you guys a new form of content. Yes, I am so excited to give you guys all this new content on these different platforms and to, you know, join our convo and make it bigger and better for more people to, you know, feel welcome to talk about sports. As always, have fun, be safe, and don't be afraid to join the convo.